0: 52 episodes, 52 ordinary people, 52 real stories about things that affect overall health, because there is a lot more that goes into being healthy than food and fitness, inspiration, support, a new perspective and knowledge. You'll find that and more here on the HealthAbility Project.
1: Hi, and welcome to the HealthAbility Project. I'm Robin McKenna. It goes without saying that one's health and well-being are impacted when you are the parent survivor of your child's suicide. In episode 15, I introduced Sabina Zunguze to listeners. She lost her nearly 21-year-old daughter to suicide. Today, I introduced Jim Kutso, father of two and all-around great guy. Similar to Sabina, Jim found himself in the unimaginable position of being a survivor of suicide on February 4, 2021. Also similar to Sabina and her family, the Kutso family has set up a foundation in their son's name called Kevin's Afterglow. Jim is here today to share his story, how he's getting through this and how he is helping others in the process. Thank you so much for being here today with me, Jim. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Hey, Robin. How are you?
1: I'm um, well, thanks. So what is taking place? What's what's going on?
0: Well, we started uh, about a year ago, well, well, two Novembers ago. I play a lot of golf and um, my buddies and the people up at the uh, Smith Richardson where I play, uh, the pros, they wanted to have, do like a golf tournament to raise money and uh, I thought that was a great idea, you know, all about bringing awareness to this subject and breaking stigma of uh, mental health and, and depression. Uh, my son, Kevin, who was 17, as you mentioned, he took his life on February 4th, 2021. And, um, you know, he he suffered, well, he, he had depression. He was seeing a therapist and... You know, I, I think it really was. I call it the, the pediatric mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about this. But um, I define that as, you know, there's the foundation really addresses a lot of stuff that um, we experienced when we were going through Kevin's depression. And um, the foundation is called Kevin's Afterglow, as you mentioned. The mission is that we want to teach kids kindness empathy and the ability to listen to others and to give to others. Um, We want to educate parents and children on mental health. I'm like a quasi expert on this subject now, and I know so much more about it. And I wish I had known more about it when my son was alive. And I want to help parents recognize uh, signs and and just let them know that this is out there.
1: Quick question. Is there a stigma amongst teenagers if they know, you know, someone in their group is down or is depressed? Suicide aside, is there is there pressure about not being okay?
0: I don't think so. I know, you know, I I thought maybe maybe we had more. Stigma around it. I remember Kevin was assigned or, or prescribed Lexapro, which is a common um, antidepressant. His pediatrician uh, started him on it, and um, I, I forget the dosage level, but very low. Um, and with antidepressants, like with probably any other type of medicine, um, you start off low, we'll say five milligrams. Okay, you know, take it for a week. How'd that make you feel? Mm. Uh, nothing really. Okay, let's bump you up to 10. Let's mm-hmm. bumped you up to 15, a normal pediatrician doesn't have, that is not their specialty, right? You know, antidepressants, they're looking to see if you have a cough, this, that, um, really it's for a child psychiatrist to dispense that type of medicine. And she could only go um, from what I understood, she could only go so far like 30 milligrams. Right. Um, so we needed uh, to get a baseline uh, on Kevin and with a, psych- a pediatric psychiatrist. And that was not easy. I can tell you that, we ran into troubles finding a therapist who would see Kevin, and even more troubles finding a psychiatrist who could do a baseline and prescribe medicine to him. But just to get back to our mission, you know, teach kids kindness, empathy, the ability to listen to others and give to each other, educate parents on mental health and want to help address the pediatric mental health crisis. And I define that is that we've seen soaring rates of depression and anxiety even before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And then after it's centered on, you know, on mm-hmm. steroids, bears, basically. And that's one part of it. The other part of it, there is not enough doctors to treat this. Mm-hmm. And I believe for every 1800 kids who need to see a psychiatrist, there's one available. Wow. But we also want to get people to talk about this. But, and that's what I'm doing now. I get every chance I get, I'm just trying to bring this into the mainstream and let parents know that there's a lot of factors out there um, that could be affecting their kids. And getting back to those doctors, um, we experienced that type of, um, I'd say, you know, problem where we couldn't. We had a therapist and he originally said that, you know, I'm booked. But we were like, please, you know, every other week, you know, please, just something. And for a psychiatrist, you know, my wife, she uh, she has excellent health care. She works for a public school system. And, you know, we went through her insurance list first because these doctors aren't cheap. And so we'd like to see if we could you know, use our insurance and uh, they gave us a list. Um, it was heavily outdated. Some people were not, um, we were going for a psychiatrist. There was some people not in business anymore. Um, one was a podiatrist, the, those, you know, people they work on feet, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it was very, depra- you know, it was, it was frustrating. And we would call like people in Fairfield, you know, like I live in Fairfield, Connecticut. We were going surrounding doctors and many of them had, we are not taking any new patients because they're just, there's mm-hmm. only so much that these people can do, right? And they have to be able to live their lives too. Um, and we finally, we had an appointment for Kevin. It was a week after he died. And, you know, it's just it's brutal. I, I know. Um, a family in Darien—they uh, had a string of suicides uh, in the spring and um, of last year. Uh, they went through forty-eight doctors, forty-eight
1: before they could so, get to one. Yes, it's
0: not a—you know—hey, can I afford it? It's just that there's a shortage.
1: Wow, that's—I mean, that's—that's that's a conversation for another episode. My yeah. God.
0: So my advice is if you. Don't wait if you think that your 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 child is having a problem start looking and start researching into it
1: immediately yeah how has response been from the children and the parents as you go around to the schools and talk and and have these different events where you yeah know, yeah highlighted- i mean
0: <laughs> so you know it's not it's not the <laughs> I would have never gone to see myself, right? Not my kid. Um, and the response from kids has, you know, if I speak to, I'll speak from anywhere to a class of 30 or a team of 30. I spoke to Trinity Pauling uh, one weekend. There was 200 people in attendance. I spoke to uh, Naroten Presbyterian Church in Darien, uh, where again two kids uh, just taken their life there was over 400 people there um, and 400 people online and the response is I mean I mean I don't, a lot of people you know I mean they, they see this guy bearing his soul it's it's therapy for me too I can tell you that much but I know well well the numbers right their the numbers are one in four have anxiety mm-hmm. And one in five have depression. Okay, so if I'm in a setting like that, look around.
1: What's look the around age and, range when you say that? Those
0: statistics. Um, it's a pediatric team, team, like I believe zero, uh, you know, to seventeen. But yeah, um, and I'm looking to inform people. But I also know I'm going to get. You know, I, I compare it to. You know, people used to have the D the DSLR cameras where you can take a lot of pictures at once. like bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. I know that if I take a hundred pictures, I'm going to get one or two really good ones. And I know that when I, each time I speak one or two people, I'm going to affect their lives. And um, um, I've had kids come up to me shaking. Mm-hmm. I feel just like your son, you know, that that's tough. Um, one kid in Darien, another kid shaking, um, you know, I, 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 I tried to tell my parents, I I, I can't believe I'm feeling this way yet. He couldn't control himself because it, it's common.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's really the frustrating and heartbreaking part of it is that these kids are saying, I can't believe I'm finding myself in this position. And first yes. of all, that's a very adult concept. Even mm-hmm. adults are shocked when they find themselves in situations they never yeah. thought they'd be in. And, you know, that a child is in that, but thank God, you know, at least one or two, somebody is coming forward. I mean, you certainly are ma- you know, making ground for sure.
0: Yeah, for That's sure. And it's, on. it's, you know, I do feel that when I talk, I, I I'm potentially saving lives mm-hmm. and, and people have told me that and whether it's parents um, um, I started off talking, I have this relationship with sports in my community, and I I helped found Fairfield Youth Across. I was speaking to seventh grade boys, B, uh, 8A, and anywhere I could to get the message. Out. I was speaking at halftime, at high school sporting events. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather helped found the FCAC, which is the Fairfield County Inter Interscholastic uh, Athletic Association. My dad ran it for 38 years. so I have all these these coaches that know know my name and they uh, freely uh, let me talk to their population. So it's, but now, I mean, that was just speaking, kind of doing like PSA announcements. Um, now I do a full like forty-five minute PowerPoint presentation. It's pretty effective. has some some powerful imagery in it, and um, yeah.
1: Well, that's you know, it's an evolution of your process, right? Of your yeah. process of getting through this is you know, you you initially just speaking someone off the cuff, and now it's very purposeful and very intentional and very centered and heartfelt, and and uh, and you and you are seeing you know results from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it mostly boys or um, young girls too?
0: From what I understand, boys have a, a higher success rate of, of taking their lives. People that come to see me, I mean, so at Charity Pauling, it was mandatory for them. So they're all boys. But like in uh, different settings, I'd find more females, parents and, and daughters coming I'd say it was like around uh, 80-20 split between males and females. And it's starting to, and each time I say it, I'm like, we need to get more guys here because guys tend to, you know, bury stuff way down, put some dirt on it and don't address it. Right. And um, I've seen, I'm starting to see that trend reverse. So that's that's good.
1: That's amazing. How did you come up with the idea for the foundation or what what made you decide to do
0: Yeah? So yeah, you know, I was talking about the golf term before and I'm like, okay, if we're gonna raise some money, I wanna do it the right way. And um this is that's what basically launched the 501c3 of Kevin's Afterglow. Okay, we're gonna have to have some purpose behind it. And it really again addresses a lot of the things that we went through. I talked about the um the lack of doctors. So one of the things that we want to do is provide a scholarship for people who are getting in, who want to get into that field. Mm-hmm. And I've met some amazing people at Fairfield university and other places that, um, you know, I'm working on that right now, as far as, uh, getting that submission form of, okay, what qualifies you for a scholarship? Mm-hmm. And, um, the other thing was kind of cool, is that um, when we were so again the basis of it was start a five hundred one c three. If I'm going to have people give me money, I don't want it to be taxed, right? And mm-hmm. it, we could do more. We could do more with more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that start the five hundred one c three, and then we started putting together all these things that happened to us before and after. And uh, it just kind of came to us. But one of the things that happened uh, after Kevin died is um, my wife is a second grade teacher in a public school and her teaching colleagues, um, they donated what's called a buddy bench and um, to where my son Kevin and my son William uh, went to elementary school and i never heard of it before, but there's like rules around the buddy bench or this particular one. Hey, if you're feeling sad or lonely or you don't have someone to play with, it's on a playground, it's a special bench, you can go over and sit on it. And the other rule is if you see someone sitting on the buddy bench, go up to them and ask them to play or talk or go for a walk. And at its very heart, so I'm thinking, that's really cool. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. All right. At the very heart, I'm telling you that there's not enough doctors out there, right? And there's a lot of kids. Listen, COVID did a number on a lot of people. Probably, uh, I respect and I'm sorry for everyone who's died because of COVID, but I think the effect of two years of cancellations and you can only do your schoolwork through uh, a Zoom just like this disruption, cancellation.
1: Black it's done. It's, it, we,
0: we, we've done a great injustice to a whole generation mm-hmm. of kids. I'm talking from okay. one to 17 to college. Yep. And I think uh, there's gonna be a lot more of this that's gonna show its head. But at its core, you're teaching a kid and we, we provide curriculum with these buddy benches. At its core You're teaching a kid to ask for help, okay? Mm -hmm. Which not everyone knows how to do. And then that kid is is actually getting, receiving help. That's pretty cool. And so if we can get them at an early age, we're installing these buddy benches. I, I want to install them at elementary schools, but people are asking for them. I'm, there's one going up at Ward High School. Um, I, I have three in my driveway right now. I put them together. Um, they have Kevin's after logo on them. And um, again, but if you can, if, if we can teach kids to ask for help, give help, give empathy, think of other kids, of other people and that they have that skill when they do need it. I think that's pretty cool. So that's one of the things that we're doing. Another thing that we're doing beside the scholarships is we're installing buddy benches at all. My goal, there's about 15 schools in Fairfield. I, I, by the end of this year, I want Kevin's after go buddy bench in every one of them. Well, I want that to be, you know, the stigma uh, of suicide or depression is that, I don't know. The best I can, I can say is like, you know, from the breakfast club, uh, the Ali Sheedy character, right. All, all dark and, you know, hair and, and just kind of like someone sitting off by their own and not really in it at all. And you want to know something we should, those people are known. We know what those people are like, and we should, we should be empathetic to them and, and care for them. But what, I thought Kevin was that kid. I thought Kevin was the kid eating lunch by himself. And that's why he did this. And our journey was that, no, that was not the case because we were concerned about him and we were engaged. This, this didn't, we were engaged. We we're trying to solve this. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen out of the blue. We didn't think it was going to happen. Right. We had us all fooled, but. You know, we would check in with his teachers. His smart kid, four AP classes. Okay, junior year, he was very intelligent. Didn't even have to try. And that's some of the things that came up. You know, like I said, like I thought this one thing, but like there were several events that kind of happened. There was there was a a vigil two days after he died. There's 200 people showed up in the snow, and that's when I gave like my first speech, I guess, and. I decided that you know kindness would be be the way that we're going to do things and how we can, you know, resolve this or or just make life easier for people.
1: Yeah, I would say that you know, yeah, that was your starting point, but I think you hit the nail on the head, kindness, because yes, we don't. But, but we what I wanted to say
0: was like through through that event, two hundred people outside, kids, parents. The wake, it was supposed to be four hours long. It was six hours long. The people waiting out in the worst February weather. I mean, sleet, snow, and COVID. People were not, you know, there was no six feet. Um, you know, it, it was in a miracle. I mean, my house was like COVID super spreader parties and the wake, the funeral. No one got COVID. But what I learned when at that wake, I learned any kid that came up, I said, "How'd you know my son?" Some people said, I, "I knew him through a friend and know him that good." But you know, when I heard his great guy, other people, other people like, "Oh God, we looked forward to going to school this, you know, because of him." Who, who says that? Yeah, he made classes interesting. He's his smile lit up the room. You know, we you know, and the guidance counselors they're they're like, "Oh, he's part of the mix," and he's he's stirring the mix. Okay. And so he was involved. And what I, what I learned that, you know, I think Kevin had, um, they call it smiling depression or high functioning depression. And there's a quote with Robin Williams out there. It says people who have depression aren't faking it. They're faking being happy. And that's what I think, Kevin, that's what happened with Kevin. Mm. And uh, I just want to get a plug in there. You know, you can go on to Kevin's You can donate there. We have it; uh, it's all set up. We're gonna take credit card donations. Um, if you want to mail check, if you go on kevinsafterglow.org, um, you know the the address will be there, and we have a Venmo account at Kevin's Afterglow as well. Um, your, mo- your money will be well spent. Um, your donations will be well spent. And again. Um, You can go on, you can see our, our buddy benches. We have a Facebook page as well, where there's a lot of updates there, but um, just want to let everyone, you know, what we've been saying is that, is that it's here, it's real depression, it's treatable and beatable, you know, just like if you had a problem with your heart, you would go see a cardiologist. There are people there, are psychiatrists, therapists that can help you with it. Um, You know, they're, therapists, I've seen a therapist myself. I stopped seeing her probably in August of 2022. And I had some problems over the holidays. And I realized I can't be this guy talking about therapists, go see a therapist. I I went and saw the therapist again. And I'm on antidepressants right now. They help me be strong for my family. I still have to pay the bills. There's nothing wrong with it, you know, but always in conjunction with uh, therapy I also want to say it's common. I mentioned one in four have anxiety, um, depression. And the last thing I want to say is it's okay to not be okay. I want to say that again. It's okay to not be okay.
1: Jim, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and and letting us know what's going on with Kevin's afterglow. It seems like in such a short time, you've, you've made incredible strides, the buddy benches, the scholarships, all the talking, you know, your progression of how you speak and what you say. And some
0: good has to come out of this. And that's, that's, we're going to make a difference in Kevin's name.
1: That's a beautiful way to memorialize Kevin as well. Alrighty, listeners, thank you very much. Hopefully you liked today's episode. And if you did, please share us, like us, tell your friends about us. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at thehealthabilityproject@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today at the Health Ability Project. We'd love to hear from you. So please
0: email us your questions, comments, or suggestions, including future guests to thehealthabilityproject.com at gmail.com. And please like us, subscribe, and share us with your friends.